When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your college football game day has come early. Goes down the field for Siki. From underdog triumphs to powerhouse showdowns, we've got your winning playbook covered. It's BetQLU with Chris Mack, RJ Choppy, and John Martin. Presented by BetMGM. And maybe you are getting us on a Saturday, headed out to a tailgate, getting ready for your favorite team's big game. Maybe you've downloaded the podcast and you're prepped. You're ready for that every single weekend inside your Odyssey app. Maybe, I don't know, just maybe you're getting us live on the BetQL network and BetQL.com early, early Saturday morning, late Friday night. Or maybe you're ahead of the curve and you're getting us Thursday night on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel. However you're getting us, welcome into the fun. This is week four of BetQLU alongside RJ Choppy. And John Martin, I just pointed to the wrong sides of the screen. Don't worry. I'm Chris Mack. We still got you covered for week four of the college football season. Like I said, um, we had no idea that week three would end up being what it was. I don't think we looked at the schedule last week, boys, and we said, oh, this is no top 25 versus top 25 matchups. Maybe next week will be better. And this week is great. Week four, we got a lot of games to get to, and we'll get to them in just a moment. But let's start with week three. I think maybe the thing we we most wondered about was, oh, is Colorado going to cover against Colorado State, right? That was the big question. As it turned out, it was the best game of the weekend. It had nothing to do with anybody covering. It had to do with multiple overtimes in Boulder. And Colorado, despite the Travis Hunter injury, survives Colorado State. They start out 3-0, and and they roll into this tough little back-to-back stretch as John Gets his sunglasses on. He's got, you know what? Sunglasses all around. Here we go. I got sunglasses and a hat on, too. Make it three, RJ. Don't hate. I keep keep my sunglasses in the car. I'm sorry. I don't have any in here right now. He only wears them at night. Um, The Buffs now, 3-0, rolling into these next two games at Oregon and against USC. I think we're all in boys on the prime train at this point i don't know what's going to happen the next two weeks i don't expect them to win both games i don't know what the hell i expect to be quite honest with colorado anymore i just know that for those of us and i'm pointing to myself guys like this one right here who didn't expect him to win three games all year he's already proven us wrong in a big way john yeah i mean i um i got involved in this live 
um, because I, I still thought Colorado was actually way overvalued even in the game. Like I turned it on, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe in the second quarter, Colorado State was driving and I pulled up my sports book and they were still plus 13 and a half. And I thought that was actually like a glitch. Um, and I, and I bet that, and it was, it was sweat free from there. Look, Colorado got the win and, and, uh, that was when they really needed to win as a huge favorite. But I think what he's already accomplished, as you mentioned, Chris, is, you know, Dion has proven that, that he belongs, um, you know, in, in this, in this hierarchy. And I don't, I don't exactly know where he's going to end. Um, obviously without Travis Hunter, we know like th- this is going to be a tough stretch, you know, without him and the numbers are going to get really big, but he's already won. Uh, in my view, and, and if you had any doubt about his ability to a, a, at least be competent, right, at least come into college football and and show that, you know, he can compete, he's already checked that box, man. And uh, he's the hottest story in college football. It's a, it's a hell of a lot of fun to watch and, and, and bet on, honestly, or against, right, or against. Um, so it's been, a, it's, been a, it's been a great, great element of this college football season early on, and I, and I hope like hell it continues. RJ, he's already won three. He's going to be favored at least three more times, probably win all three of those games. I just look at Arizona State, Stanford, and Arizona. I'm just going to chalk those up as dubs, too, and say this team's going to be at least bowl eligible, at least. So I think John's right. I think this ends up going down as a wild success for Prime's first year. Oh, there's – I mean, it was a success after they beat TCU. Um, Right. Let's let's be fair. The season was a success – he could have lost every other game. They should have lost the other night. Colorado State's coach is gutless. Uh, like that's what he. That, that was that was gut, like there was three instances where he should have put the game away. Uh, his quarterback, who's from here, he's from DFW, he's from Alito, Texas, uh, which is just west of Fort Worth. Uh, look, I got to be honest. Like he, he reminded me. He actually reminded me a lot of Jared Goff with his, his throwing motion, his length, his. Um, He's on time with his throws. I couldn't stand up watching him. Like I seriously, I was so aroused football football wise <laughs> watching him play. He was fantastic. I, I loved, it. and and they should have put the ball in his hands more and let him win the game. He got fourth and two on the plus side of the field. Go win the football game. I know you can kick it and cute little pin him back. No, when you're the worst team in Colorado State is, you want to limit possessions. The more possessions, the better chance Colorado was going to win that game. Now, like from here on out, obviously, I mean, yeah, they'll probably win three more games, two more games, whatever. I, I don't know how I feel about this week. I think it opened at 16 and it's the 20 already. Like yeah. it's, it's it's moving up. And, you know, you know, I'm Travis Hunter and he's I mean, he's a man amongst boys. But I, I yeah. they, they there's they should not have walked away with a win uh, last week. Yeah, we'll get into that game specifically in a little bit. Uh, Oregon, Colorado, but. You're right. They they shouldn't they shouldn't have been given as many opportunities. They shouldn't have had it handed back to them as often as they did late in that game. And credit to the Buffaloes for taking advantage of those opportunities. Credit to Shador Sanders. I'll be honest. I again I point at myself. I take all the responsibility and the blame for I, I will represent all the not Dion haters. I didn't hate Dion, but like all the people didn't believe going into this season. I just looked at Shadur Sanders and said, oh, that's nice. Prime took his kid to Colorado with him. This should be interesting. This should be fun to watch. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the country through the first three weeks. Um, So uh, the guy continues to get more and more interesting to watch each successive week. I'm curious to see. I've labeled it the year of the quarterback in college football. I'm looking at every single one of these games we're going to talk about this week because there are six uh, top 25 
on top 25 matchups, six ranked versus ranked matchups, and a seventh one that's just as interesting. Um, I'm looking at all of them through the prism of QB versus QB, and I don't know if Bo Nix necessarily has the upper hand on Shadur Sanders in this matchup. We'll get into that in just a couple of minutes. Um, Do we have any concerns at all about the reigning national champs? Georgia trailing by two touchdowns at one point uh, against South Carolina. They end up bouncing back, but between Georgia's struggles against South Carolina, Bama's struggles against South Florida, um, the teams that we typically have looked at over the last half decade, guys, as, oh, those are the teams to beat, it feels like we're getting a little bit of shifting of the power, perhaps, in, in on both sides of the SEC. Georgia's still the favorites to win the national title at plus 225, but RJ, um, it, it feels... Again, it's early season. Things get kind of weird, and it's hard to suss out what means something and what doesn't, especially in these non-conference matchups. But it feels as wide open as it has in a long, long time this deep into a season. It does feel pretty wide open. Um, Yeah, I don't know that I think Georgia's some juggernaut at this point. Um, Listen, and that's what happens. you got a new quarterback. This is going to happen, and we just – we grow more and more impatient as a sports society every single year. We expect the new guy to step right in. Like, they had a cheat mm-hmm. code. They had a 30-year-old at quarterback the last two years. Like, <laughs> it, it, you know, they, they had a damn near cheat code. It's not fair. I mean, he's almost, isn't he, He's like as old as the Miami kid who's getting like a 50th year of eligibility. It, it just, it, you know, you can't, you can't compare the two. I, I, I think it's, it's unfair to the current you know, team to look at them and say, well, you know, they're not doing what they did last year. You know, well, of course they're not. They have one of the best defenses ever. They got a guy who's destroying the National Football League in the middle of the defensive line. Uh, they had a quarterback who was who was a really good college player, and, and you, that then that's that's where it's going to end for him. Uh, man, anyway, like that's that's just what it is. It is NFL life. Um, it's just not. You know, they're not the same team. And, you know, Alabama, they're not the same team. They lost the number one pick in the draft, a quarterback. Like, we're, we're, right. you know, I'm not surprised. Um, so it is a little bit of a change in the guard. This is the year, like, this was a year, like, that. if you were, like, a team that was looking to take that next jump, this is the year where you wanted to have everybody back. Yeah. Like, you know, this is the year, right? Like, th- this is we're the time. All your I would, I, yeah. I, I, would, I wish Hendon Hooker was a senior this year. Like, this is the year. Yeah. This is the year, right? And it, that, that's what. I, that's why I love these, these. If you've got yourself like, a, so I'm very, very. Is it, is it bullish where you're, where, where everything's good? Bullish. I'm bullish yeah. on yeah. Notre yeah, Dame yeah. because of Sam Hartman, right? Because of Hartman, RJ right? Chuck, great quarterback investment advisor. Yeah, investment investment guy right here. You know me and uh, me and uh, Jim Cramer, <laughs> whatever the hell his name is. Uh, I, I'm very big on you know, Notre Dame. They got Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman's like a 78th year senior, and he'll be great, right? That, that's what you need. You don't. You want to be playing against mm-hmm. freshmen. You don't want to be playing against sophomores. Or, or, or you know that that's where George is right now. That's where Bama is. That's a great point. Notre Dame eighteen to one to win a national championship. If you're all in on the older, more experienced QBs in what at least some of us are dubbing the year of the quarterback, maybe that's the long shot play. Washington twenty two to one with Penix. Um, you know USC with Caleb Williams already having a Heisman under his belt. Those are the teams that maybe you look at, John. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think on Georgia on that point, like if you if you look at the score, right, it, it, it looks like they really had a death struggle with South Carolina. They really dominated yeah. them. I mean, if you look at time of possession, if you look at yards on the ground, if you look at 
um, you know, first downs. I think it was 29 to 17. Um, I think they're a little bored. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, and I think they're going to be bored up until playing know, with their uh, food a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they're not playing anybody serious until they play Florida. And I'm not even sure that's, um, and that's, you know, not until October 28th. I mean, their schedule is really, really weak. So, yeah, I think the, I think the point RJ made is is really why I liked Michigan. I really love Michigan because they did what RJ wishes Tennessee did. They brought everybody back. I mean, Corum's back, uh, quarterbacks back, receivers back. Yeah. Uh, that's why uh, I mean Michigan's making real money right now. I think the, for those reasons, right? I mean, Jim Harbaugh's got this thing primed too. And I know we're going to get to that, but. But Jim Harbaugh's got this thing primed with all those pieces. Um, you got to have a quarterback. There's no question about it. I just think we start talking about championships. Like Colorado has a quarterback, and they were getting dominated at the line of scrimmage by Colorado State. You know, I mean, you got it. You still got to have the the trenches taken care of as well, and, and a good running game. And Colorado doesn't have that either. So that's why I've really been. That's why I drafted Michigan last week because I mean, I, I just really believe. You know, with everything they've got coming back, they really should be. I know they won't be the favorite, and they're not the favorite, but in my heart, they are because of all those reasons. No, no, that's that's a great point. All those reasons, and and, and the fact that they have like two legitimate opponents on their schedule, they don't play oh, yeah. a, a legitimate test until they go to Happy Valley on November 11th. They'll walk into that game nine and zero, and if they can beat Penn yep. State and then take care of Maryland the following week on the road and Ohio State, which is always you know a fifty fifty proposition regardless of what the records are. Um, they're, they're see- I don't want to say their season doesn't start until November, but you look at the way the schedule stacks up. I mean, it's up. true. It's um, the same is true of Georgia. You know, I mean, it's it's yeah. that's the that's the only thing that kind of stinks when you're when you're this dominant. It's like you don't even have to tune in until November. You know, I mean, that's the only issue yeah. with it. They're sleepwalking R- right now. RJ, you mentioned your Vols. We kind we kind of saw this coming, but at the same time, I wanted to believe for your sake that the the streak would be broken that you know that the that it wouldn't be passed down from generation to generation the way it has and that somehow the swamp wouldn't be the cursed wretched place that it is for the volunteers but as it turns out it is the hive of scum and villainy in Gainesville that once again drags the vols down into the depths and uh literally gator rolls them yeah it does uh, thanks for bringing it up. I thought we were going to skip that game. Um, you know, I, I hope that the world follows me on Instagram and, and notices the meltdown that I had on Instagram Live on Saturday night. Um, I do apologize uh, for, for you know, just being a fan, a super fan. I, I apologize for that one. It's bad, man. Look, I mean, I should have known. Should have known going in. Um, they're just, we, we can't win there. I think I was at the last game we won. I think it was it was a two thousand. I was there at the, the Travis Stevens rolled over them uh, in oh, the swamp wow. in two thousand one. I was there. I, I almost I almost I I, I I I drank the purple porpoise out of all the whiskey that they had down there. Uh, we did a show from the from the roof that night. We did a show from the rooftop that night in college. It was fantastic. Uh, but we can't have nice things. It happens. We're just a we're just we're, we're just a, 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 a bad a bad we got a bad run of luck here. That's what we have. Bad run of luck. Bad run of luck is is one way to put it. It's a bit of an understatement, I think. But yeah, um, Tennessee has been 
owned by Florida, especially in Gainesville for, yeah, probably like the last 20 years now. Hold on. I'm going to go back and just look. The last time Tennessee won in Gainesville, yeah, uh, 2003. That's the last time. So there you, there you go. 20 years. Just a couple exactly years ago. 20 years. It, it's yeah, just it's a generation ago. They were still called millennials. Millennials were still being right. born. That's right. <laughs> we have got a huge slate of stuff to get to for this week. I mentioned six ranked matchups. Bama, Ole Miss, Colorado, Oregon, UCLA, Utah, Oregon State, Washington State, Iowa, Penn State, and a whiteout in Happy Valley. But coming up next, we start with a dive into what may be a win-or-go-home game for one team who isn't ranked but we're used to being ranked as they host number four Florida State. Clemson, Seminoles, next right here on BetQLU. You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.